Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. No one likes to be caught off guard. The feeling of being unready is never a good one. Today, Pastor J.D. reminds us that many of the prophecies in the Bible that are meant to take place during the tribulation are already in play, meaning the rapture of the church can't be far away. You don't want to be found unprepared. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on November 6th, 2022. What I want to do today is connect the dots of what's happening in the world today to specific prophecies in the Bible. I spent a considerable amount of time creating and narrowing down a list to three such prophecies, all of which intersect one with the other, and in so doing, point to the truth that we are at the end now. If you hear nothing else that I say today, please hear this. What I'm going to share with you today is not something that's yet future sometime in the not-too-distant future, as we say, down the road, not yet. No, it's yet. It's now. It's not, oh, maybe a few years. No, it's now. Did I say it's now? It's now. Okay. It's happening now. And <laughs> the urgency, and, and I let me just say this. It's not in my notes. I've got to be careful whenever I leave my notes and go where angels fear to tread, but I have, ne- and this is not hyperbole, literally, and the Lord knows my heart when I say this, I have never had the urgency that I have today concerning the world that we're living in and the nearness of the rapture of the church. I've been walking with the Lord for over 40 years. I was five, so I'm not that old, but 40 40 years. And I've never had such a sense of urgency as I do today. And really this is ingrained in the purpose of these updates, which has been and is still and will always be twofold, such that my hope and prayer is to equip and encourage the saved and to also reach and win the lost. That's the whole purpose of these updates. Well, before we get started, I 
quickly mention that we did an update back on October 25th, 2020. Wow, almost uh, uh, two years to the month, I guess, right? And uh, we provided a link to it. It's titled Top 10 Bible Prophecies. And the reason I mention it today and refer you to it today is because those 10 are really painting the prophetic canvas with the broad brush. What we're going to do today is paint in the details, fine details, with the three that we're going to have. But these three specific prophecies that we're going to look at today and connect the dots with today are in addition to and in concert with these top ten prophecies, all of which are in play today. Now I'll begin with this at-a-glance look at what I'll refer to as the big three, if you will. Then we'll go in depth into each one of them. For those of you online or those of you here that go online, you can just do a screenshot and you'll have this list of prophecy dots to connect. Uh, May I trouble you to turn in your Bibles to Daniel chapter 2. This is the first prophetic dot that we need to connect, and it's that of the current geopolitical transitioning leading to ten kings vis-a-vis transhumanism. I know that's quite a bit packed into one sentence but we'll do our best by the help of the Holy Spirit to unpack it. Daniel chapter 2, starting in verse 41, you can follow along as I read. Whereas you saw the feet and toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, yet the strength of the iron shall be in it, just as you saw the iron mixed with ceramic clay. Now what Daniel is being told here is what the image that he sees represents. The kingdoms over a period of time ending with this last kingdom, the ten toes as it's referred to in Daniel, and it comports with the ten horns in the book of Revelation. We'll get to that in a moment. So this final kingdom, the feet, the ten toes, Daniel now is being told what it represents, this final kingdom. So verse 42, And as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. As you saw, iron mixed with ceramic clay, and I want you to pay particular attention to what it says right here. They will mingle with the seed of men, the seed of men, but they will not adhere to one another, just as iron does not mix with clay. And, verse 44, in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. 
Inasmuch, verse 45, as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it broke in pieces the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold. Oh, I can't wait. The great God has made known to the king what will come to pass after this. Now, this last part of verse 45. The dream is certain, and its interpretation is sure. All right. God said it. That settles it. It's going to happen. You can be certain of it. It will absolutely happen exactly this way. The stone, by the way, spoiler alert, Jesus, the rock of our salvation, is going to come and crash down that final kingdom and destroy it to smithereens. I like that word smithereens. It's one of those words that sounds like what it is, smithereens. And he'll establish his kingdom forever and ever. Amen. All right. Now, this Daniel 2 prophecy is actually one of four prophecies in Scripture as it relates to this final kingdom. We find that again in Daniel 7, which, interesting, specifies this as the fourth beast and fourth kingdom on earth. And I want you to hang on to that. We're going to come back to that. The fourth. And this fourth and final kingdom is different from all the other kingdoms. And this fourth and final kingdom that Daniel's describing and prophesying we're told that it shall devour the whole earth. Not a local region, not a particular nation. No, this final kingdom will be global and will devour the whole earth. Okay, hang on to that. Like the ten toes of Daniel, it's the ten horns of Revelation chapter 13, and with it Revelation 7 and Revelation 17, all of which describe this final kingdom geopolitically ruled by specifically ten kings, presumably ruling over ten regions or sectors on earth, all of whom are under the rule of the Antichrist. Now, Let's connect what's happening now geopolitically to these aforementioned prophecies. This connects with what's happening now concerning current elections and the ensuing results. Stay with me, please. Namely, that of both the current elections in the U.S. coming up, and the recent election in Israel concerning Benjamin Netanyahu, which connects in that it seems to be setting the stage for this final kingdom. Let me explain. These ten world leaders slash kings over ten regions 
are now, now being selected and situated in order to hit the ground running, as it were. And as such, it serves as a clear indication that the Antichrist is about to be revealed, which means that the rapture of the church of Jesus Christ, which must happen first, happens first. I know that's deeply profound. Here's the point. If we're seeing things that will find their ultimate fulfillment in and during the seven-year tribulation, and we know the sound doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture, meaning that the rapture will happen prior to the seven-year tribulation, but we're already seeing the world decorated for the seven-year tribulation, and the rapture happens before the seven-year tribulation, then pray tell, how close are we? That's the urgency. We're so close. Pictured here is a screenshot of a 31-page downloadable PDF file titled Major Global Modeling Studies. And we've provided a link to this as well as all the other references. On page 12, you'll find a map titled Regionalization of the World Integrated Model. And it divides the world into exactly 10 kingdoms, precisely as Bible prophecy tells us. Go figure. If this weren't bad enough, there is documentation supporting evidence that this originated from the Club of Rome as far back as 1973. You can do your own research on this. They've already divided the world into 10 regions. So now that we've got the 10 regions and presumably have had them since the 70s, well, we need now the kings to rule over these 10 kingdoms. Oh, right on time, right on schedule. Okay, pastor, with all due respect, I always know it's coming when it starts off like that. Um, How do you get to transhumanism? And how do you connect transhumanism to this prophecy? Answer, one need look no further than Daniel 2 verse 43, which we just read, and how it is that the iron does not mix with clay. What's the iron? Machine. What's the clay? Man. By the way, let me parenthetically say, all of these predictive programming movies, Transformers, transhumanism. I'm going to ruin somebody's afternoon, but it's a gift. I've never been into these movies, but Marvel, Iron Man, so satanic. Did you know that it's believed to be the number one grossing film franchise of all time, and all of the ones in the top ten combined don't total the amount of this one Marvel Iron Man franchise? Uh, I think the latest one, it's all Gnosticism. Creator God is killed by the 
Savior, which is actually Lucifer. And it's so ironic because it, it patterns and uses the template by their own admission, by the way, they being the producers and writers. It patterns and uses the template of Revelation chapter 9, which we're going to talk about shortly. And half the population of earth approximately is killed. It's all scripted. The only difference is, is that the Creator God is bad, and the other God, the Gnostic God, is Lucifer. He's the one that came down to free Adam and Eve from this cruel Jehovah God who wanted to keep them captive in, I'm going to use this word and it's going to really ruin your day, in Jesus' name, the matrix. You'll notice conspicuously absent from my updates is the use of that word because it's Gnosticism. See, Jehovah God, and by the way, I also stay away from words like awake, because that's what uh, the matrix is all about. Remember that uh, movie with uh, Jim Carrey, Demon Possessed, by the way, there's no question about that. And please don't email me. The Truman Show, Gnosticism. He has to break out of this enslaved matrix. And the architect, that's God. Bad, bad God. And man has to save themselves. Ask Keanu Reeves. Ask um, Robert Downey Jr. They've gone on record. Ah, This is maybe another update for another time. But this is transhumanism. It is the merging of man with machine. And by the way, this is verbatim the stated goal of the fourth industrial revolution, a.k.a. the Great Reset. While we've covered this in previous updates over the last two years, I'll quickly reference a couple of sources, which again we provided links to. We'll start with this one from back in May of 2019. 2019. I want you to kind of get that timeline in your mind. Klaus Schwab explained what the fourth industrial revolution is in a video posted by the Chicago Council on Global Affairs. And here's what he said, and I quote, what the fourth industrial revolution will lead to is a fusion of our physical, our digital, and our biological identities. This word fusion. Can you hang on to that one too? Fusion. In other words, it will lead to transhumanism. Here's a quote from the World Economic Forum's website titled, What is Transhumanism and How Does It Affect You? The central premise, I'm quoting, of transhumanism then is that biological evolution will eventually be overtaken by advances in genetic, wearable, and implantable technologies that artificially, artificial intelligence, which is really satanic intelligence, 
artificially expedite the evolutionary process. Schwab in his book, Shaping the Future of the Fourth Industrial Revolution, says, Fourth Industrial Revolution technologies will not stop at becoming part of the physical world around us. They will become part of us. Today's external devices, from wearable computers to virtual reality headsets, will almost certainly become implantable in our bodies and brains. We will become better able to manipulate our own genes and those of our children. These developments raise profound questions. Where do we draw the line between human and machine? What does it mean to be human? Well, ask Daniel. He just told us. Enter World Economic Forum's Yuval Noah Harari, an Israeli, and a video from one year prior back in 2018. Again, get your mind around this timeline. The title was, Will the Future Be Human? Quoting, Why is data so important? It's important because we've reached the point, this is 2018, when we can hack not just computers, we can hack human beings and other organisms. 2018. Science is replacing evolution by intelligent design, not the intelligent design of some god above the clouds, but our intelligent design. And the intelligent design of our clouds, the IBM cloud, the Microsoft cloud. These are the new driving forces of evolution. Unlike machinery, data is everywhere and nowhere at the same time. It can move at the speed of light, and you can create, listen to this, as many copies of it as you want, mRNA, and so does the data about my DNA, my brain, my body, and my life. This is the same Yuval Harari who in an interview said, and I quote, we are really upgrading humans into gods. Does that sound familiar? Same old lie, just new wrapping paper on it. Repackaged. It's the same lie in the garden, and make no mistake about it, the likes of a Yuval Harari, who I believe, I hope I'm wrong, because if I'm wrong, he can still come to Jesus. But if he's not fully human, and I don't think he is, he cannot because Jesus came as a man, fully God, fully man, to redeem man, not machine. And see, Satan knows this. So if he can alter the human DNA, then he makes and renders man unredeemable. The end of the world is going to happen, and it might be closer than we think. There's much happening in the world around us that ties into the predictions made in the Bible. With the number of events occurring, though, it can be difficult to keep up with it all. 
Pastor J.D. Farag has taken it upon himself to help us out with that. Each week, Pastor J.D. takes an in-depth look at what Scripture has to say about the end times and then pairs them with the current events of the week. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available for free to you through our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. You'll find them as well on our YouTube channel, and we update them each week to give you the latest information. These messages are useful to us to be able to keep Jesus' ultimate kingdom goal at the front of our minds. Jesus came to earth to offer love and forgiveness to each person. He completed his mission when he died on the cross for our sins and then defeated death by rising again. Jesus has charged each one of us who confess to follow him with a simple task. Go into the world and share the good news of his life. As the end draws even closer, we need to adopt a sense of urgency in getting the word out. We hope you will use these Mideast Bible prophecy updates to draw closer to Jesus, allowing Him to speak through you to the world around you. Once again, you'll find these prophecy updates by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking the link to our YouTube channel. Join us again for Truth from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth.